Cuts it back. 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Have you ever wanted to meet your favorite professional athlete? Packers stars of yesterday and today, including Devontae Adams, Amon Green, Jair Alexander, Antonio Freeman, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams are all available for bookings right now. Mayfield Sports specializes in these special moments between fans and their favorite professional athletes. Head over to MayfieldSportsMarketing.com to see the full list of available athletes to book your favorite professional athlete at your next event. The pack is back already, and it's the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I am Jason Perrone, back after a short hiatus and the extra episode that I put out on Monday because I had way too many things to get off my chest after what we witnessed at Lambeau Field on Sunday as the Packers fell to the Minnesota Vikings. Game on Wisconsin, proudly partnered with Mayfield Sports Marketing. Check out Mayfield Sports Marketing to book your favorite professional athlete for your next party or appearance. Okay, Packers football, Thursday night. Packers 49ers coming up this week. Now, the uh, the big news a couple days ago was the Packers had some positive COVID tests. A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, and Kamal Martin have all been placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. They will not play this Thursday at San Francisco. Their status for the following games is not known, but A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams both happen to play running back. And Aaron Jones has missed the last couple games with the calf injury. He was limited in practice so far this week, so there's a chance that he will play, but the Packers are thin at running back. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but the reality was I think this was bound to happen, and it's going to impact most every team in the league before the season is over with. There haven't been as many cases as I thought there would be by now, but every team's going to get hit with this in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, the Packers will be thin at running back. Uh, you know, it, it would seem that the Packers may have had an eye towards this game against San Francisco in holding Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, Kevin King out against the Vikings. Although all three of those have been limited each day so far this week, too. So there's no guarantee that they're going to play on Thursday night. But it, in it coming into this season, if you had to choose between these two games, it would seem that the game against San Francisco might have carried a little bit more meaning, but that does just not seem to be the case. The 49ers have had their struggles this season. They have gotten hit hard with injuries. They're beat up too. Quan Alexander, George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo, Dante Pettis, Debo Samuel, Jaquiski Tart, all missed practice on Monday. Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle are definitely out for Thursday's game. They will not play. And I can't say that I'll miss George Kittle too much, to be honest with you. You know, he only wrecked my 2019 plans last year. So, and Raheem Mostert is on injured reserve. So we wanted to watch him go off for 1,000 yards again as well. After last week, does anybody think there was a chance that if Mostert was healthy and playing, 
that there wasn't a chance that he might do what he did last year in the NFC Championship game. I, I don't know. We'll talk more about that in a minute. So the way the Packers defense has been playing, they're lucky they're not going to have to deal with it. It's been quite the turnaround for San Francisco from a year ago. They were just mowing down everyone in their path, and then health has been a big issue for them this season. It's always a big piece of the puzzle, and it's never a guarantee in football. And, you know, especially as we've seen already this week in the year 2020, anything can happen. So Packers, Niners, a couple of beat-up squads, a little bit of COVID-19 action going on. So we'll have to see what happens and what comes of this next day as the Packers prepare to play a road game, travel, and, and play a game in four days. So, you know, after the Packers beat the New Orleans Saints on this very show, I came out and proudly and confidently said that the Packers are a special team. And I'm, I was going to willingly say it out loud. Well, I may have jumped the gun. And now I have to rescind that. You know, they're just, they're not doing anything special. They're not doing anything special in crunch time. You know, the, the deficit to the Lions is the biggest adversity that this team has actually come back from all season long. The defense isn't taking the ball away. Guys aren't tackling. There's no one stepping up and being the guy when the chips are down. Zadarius Smith isn't showing up like he did. Preston Smith has been missing. Now, those guys had insanely good seasons last year. That's not a fair bar to expect in 2020, but they're not even coming close to that. The pressure is just... It's just not there. It's like the pass rush has apparently become optional. And if you give any NFL quarterback enough time, they're going to look good. And it's not what you want at all. Not what you want. You know, everyone is absolutely ganging up on Mike Pettin, the defensive coordinator right now. You know, it starts at the top. The leader sets the culture. The accountability starts there. And it's a bit of a holdover argument from last year when the Packers got curb stomped in that game in San Francisco that I mentioned. You know, there were cries that Mike Pettin could be in trouble then. Will he survive Black Monday? Is Matt LaFleur finally going to install his own defensive coordinator after inheriting Mike Pettin? Something to look out for. You know, Mike, Mike Pettin did okay with the talent that he had this year. Just the three-man rushes, the soft zone. You know, but when you look at this defense up front, you got to look at the guys. You got Kenny Clark, Tyler Lancaster, Dean Lowry, Montrevious Adams has just now showed up to play in his fourth season, better late than never. And then who else? Billy Wynn, a guy off the street. You know, it's it just, you know, three, four, nickel or dime. Those guys still have to be able to get a push up front and create pressure, and it, it ain't happening. And it really can't when you have guys like that. Those guys are not meant to be. Pocket pushers. You know, Clark's the only one remotely able to collapse anything and, and move everything back into the lap of the quarterback and take attention away from other guys who can get home, like Zadarius Smith, Rashawn Gary, Preston. You know, I'm not making excuses for Mike Pettin, but I'm also kind of not, not making them. You know, the culture on that defense is just disappointing from what it was a year ago. The D-train, the sacks everywhere turnovers, posing in the end zone, none of it. I haven't seen any of it this year. It's just a huge dud. And it cries that this team may be an inflated 5-2. and two. You know, I didn't say the word fraudulent, 
And it's it's only seven games into the season, so you can't really say they're frauds. You know, if they if they don't beat San Francisco, they're five and three. This looks like a five and three football team, uh, frankly. After last week, they've beaten a couple of teams that haven't played real well. I mean, Minnesota was one of them. They haven't had a great season, despite how they played Sunday against Green Bay. You beat the Lions. You beat the Falcons. The Texans aren't very good this year. So, I mean, you know, what have you, what have you really done? You know, collectively the defense does okay, but they don't have those gift horses that that this year that you know can carry the load and make the big play when it's needed. It's just not there. They're not getting it. You know, and I don't know. I mean, maybe getting Kevin King back does bring a huge boost to the defense and they start balling out again. But I. I just have a hard time painting too many pictures and too many scenarios where Kevin King is the linchpin to this team. So that would be a, a little puzzling to me. Josh Jackson's had to step in at cornerback. He's been okay, but he just kind of seems like a, a time bomb that's just waiting to go off when he gets burned by a really good wide receiver or, or at the wrong time and it's bad news. And then we're back to saying that Josh Jackson's a bust. You know, I mean, like I said, he's been okay, but he's just not a full-time starter. You don't want to have to rely on him the rest of the way. You know, teams aren't throwing a Jair Alexander, but they're finding spots open and the safeties have been average at best. You know, and hoping that Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage were going to be this dynamic duo back there has just not come to fruition. You got guys like Will Redmond playing a decent number of snaps. Vernon Scott's gotten some time out there, and they've done okay in spot duty. Now, both of those guys actually have yet to practice this week, by the way. So I hope Raven Green is ready to go because you're not, you may not have Vernon Scott and Will Redmond as depth at safety. You know, but maybe get Henry Black out there again. See if he can cause another fumble. You know, cause a fumble at the end of the Houston game. Maybe he maybe he just needs more snaps and he can do more of that. On offense, the wide receiver group. Just not getting it done at all. Equinemius St. Brown has another game that I'm sure he wish he wishes he could forget. Mark with Valdez Scanling, nothing special. Devontae Adams, he was okay, catch the touchdown, but he got negated. Mike Zimmer had a good plan for him. He gets negated. You know, when Alan Lazard is the missing piece, and, and you know, that, what does that say? And the Packers have to at least partially think that's the case because there were no moves made at the trade deadline. Trade deadline came and went on Tuesday. Nothing. Another year, another flurry of rumors, hopes and dreams, and another year of zero to show for trade season. And that's fine from a salary cap and a draft capital standpoint, but when you're not acing the draft every year, and very few GMs do, to be fair, but Brian Gutekunst has definitely had his misses so far. I mean, you got Jordan Love is inactive. He was your first-round pick. And A.J. Dillon, up until recently when Aaron Jones went out, wasn't playing much either. Those are your top two picks, your top two investments, and they haven't really contributed that much it, then, you know, how are you making this team better? How are you getting them over the hump and towards that Super Bowl if they're not making a huge contribution, All right? I mean, the reports I mentioned, and this came from Adam Schefter. So this, this means that there's some juice to it because he doesn't report things that don't have multiple sources confirming it. <laughs> Apparently, the Packers were checking in is the verbiage. The Packers were checking in on Antonio Brown. And I, I'm not sure that that means that they talked to him or his agent. You know, for all we know, that could mean they called the league office to see when 
Brown is even going to be able to return to play because they would have had to make that call earlier this week, last week maybe. Uh, by the way, it turns out that that day was Tuesday. He was activated off the reserve list and will be catching passes from Tom Brady once again in Tampa as a member of the Buccaneers. But, yeah, apparently the Packers checked in on Antonio Brown, which is flabbergasting to me. It's absolutely shocking. They were in on Will Fuller. Compensation couldn't get worked out, so Will Fuller remains a Houston Texan and will not come to Green Bay. So the big boost that the Packers are getting at wide receiver is Alan Lazard, who Matt LaFleur said is really close to returning. And I don't think that's going to be this week Thursday against the 49ers, but who knows? We'll see. So, But anyway, getting back to the trades and the moves, the front office is there to make money. Just remember that. They're there to make money. They have to keep a decent product on the field, keep the profit and loss statement looking good. And if that means not landing a guy who can catapult this team in some way, and, and if that means they fall another game or two short of a Super Bowl, then so be it. It's a business. And Brian Gutekunst and Russ Ball and Mark Murphy, they don't really care how upset you are that this team didn't get any better and uh, than they did coming into the season, and they'll likely probably struggle come playoff time. I mean, that's negative Nelly and me there, and, and they could get it together and play really well. But I haven't seen anything that tells me this team is going to do something special in January. When you are facing the elite talent like the Seattle Seahawks, the Rams are back and good this year. I don't know what the Cardinals are going to look like, but they've they've looked okay, not great. You, you've got just the superior talent out there. Fortunately, the NFC East is a complete zero. I think the Packers have proven that they can handle anybody in the NFC South. I mean, this was a year to be good, but the Packers are not... They're not really stepping up and, and laying claim to it. So the NFC West seems to be kind of running things right now. And then you've got the Packers and, and I guess to an extent the Bears, but the Bears are starting to slip and turn into them their usual selves. So I, I just, you know, those guys, the, the front office and the administration, they just don't care. And that's not, again, that's not sour grapes. You know, look at, look at the last however many years you want to count back to. They just don't do much in season. And so we can't act surprised or be upset. You know, it's been the same song for many years now. Okay, so Packers-Niners, Thursday night, unless the game gets postponed. Let's hope not, and hopefully the Packers can pull one out and just add some insurance that they won't be going back to San Francisco in the postseason, although I'll, I don't think San Francisco will be going to San Francisco for the postseason, the way, like I said, the way the rest of the NFC West is playing this year. So uh, this is probably the last time these two teams are going to face each other this season, and that is just fine with me. So let's hope the Packers are back on track the next time I record this show and they are prepping after getting some extra rest to host the Jacksonville Jaguars. Get over to Game On Wisconsin, check out all of our great content, subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch all of our live shows, which are also streamed to Facebook and Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram as well. Check out our content anywhere you like to be. Game On Wisconsin will be there. So until next time... It's a Thursday night football tilt. Hopefully the Packers can stay healthy and, and they play a game and they can finish the game. And we've got better news to share. Everybody enjoy the rest of what is, I'm sure, to be a crazy week with more crazy to come. Be safe, take care of each other, and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae from right to left. Cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 